Welcome to the I'm in my 20s podcast, the podcast that empowers you to make the best of your 20s through candid, insightful, and inspiring conversations. My name is Meg, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the episode that I have been hyping up on my story for far too long because I went on a solo retreat earlier this month, specifically middle of April, because I felt like my life was basically being thrown into this storm of chaos that I literally created for myself and I had to find a way to rebalance and recenter and spoiler alert it has worked the past week since I got back from my solo retreat has been the best week of my life and not just in terms of like you know having fun and all that like honestly like I've been traveling and all that and it has been like obviously traveling is so much more fun but this past week has been the best possible week for my life in terms of my stability my peace and just the state of my mental my physical my emotional my spiritual my financial well-being just well-being in every area of my life and the balance and so In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing all about my solar retreat from why I decided to embark on it in the first place, what inspired me, the triggers of it, how I went about it, and most importantly, the things I did on my solar retreat and the journaling prompts I used to meditate and think on in order to come up with the epiphanies that have changed my life. And most of all, I'm going to be talking about the big epiphanies that I had. And although a lot of it is very much personal, I hope a lot of it is also relatable because I was sharing these with my best friends after coming back. And a lot of them expressed that, oh my gosh, the state that you were in before your solar retreat is actually the state that I'm in right now. And you are inspiring me to do this for myself. And so what I hope for you listeners is if you are going through a journal, journey of self-discovery self-growth and especially if you feel like your life has been a bit quote-unquote too much or you feel off balance not centered you know anything just messy right now whether it's like your headspace is messy your schedule is messy your priorities are all over the place you just don't know the direction you're going solo retreat is the way to go so this episode is going to be a good listen And as per usual for all my solo episodes, guys, I never script anything. I always just talk candidly on the spot. And so if y'all listen to a lot of my solo episodes, you already know that this is the way I roll. So (laughs) I apologize for the lack of structure. But let's begin with why I decided to embark on the solo retreat to begin with. So ah, Q1, guys. Q1 for me. excuse my business terminology that just that literally just means the first three months of the year have been an absolute storm of a roller coaster of craziness and although it was a lot of fun honestly I had an absolute blast and y'all probably know that if you follow me on my personal Instagram I literally spent New Year's Eve in Hawaii started my year off in Hawaii had the best time of my life came back caught COVID for a little bit decided to pursue snowboarding as a hobby loved it went almost every weekend started my new job loving my new job decided to also start taking rock climbing more seriously spent a lot of time seeing my friends partying again because things opened up and just truly living every single day on this really crazy busy and chaotic schedule and as a result not only did I one kind of put my health a little bit in the back burner because although I was being active and doing all these things that were physically active for my body I was neglecting a lot of other things that I knew would be good for me such as eating mindfully healthily and actual consistent exercise that was uh was targeted right and also I put my podcast in the back burner And I want to apologize to you guys for that because 
This has been the most inconsistent season yet, and I literally just neglected it because I kept following what I wanted to do, which was to just have fun, go out with friends, explore, adventure, while also just do my best at my job. But as a result of all this chaos, and even though I had so much fun in these first three months of the year, honestly, I had an absolute blast. It's been an incredible year. I also felt burnt out, consistently burnt out because I was lacking balance. And that's when I decided that I wanted to go on my solo retreat. But that's not the only thing that inspired me. So actually what happened was one of the, per- one of the people in my life told me that they were going to spend a weekend up on a mountain just stay there by himself and just think about things and this was right before the long weekend was to come right so i was thinking hmm i think i kind of need that in my life too and another one of my friends said that he had booked a solo retreat for himself up in deep coven north vancouver and would spend a few days there and just like be by himself and i was thinking hmm this is the second person to tell me about the solo retreat idea and i kind of thought about it and it reflected on my life and realized that maybe this is actually exactly what I need to get back in balance because yes on weekends I do have time but what happens is on weekends I end up thinking okay so I'm just gonna go to a cafe hit up a few friends have them join me at the cafe and at this cafe I'm gonna get my life together spoiler alert that never happened I haven't had a single day in this year where I truly felt like I actually got my life back together and yes it's not normal for anyone to say yes I have my whole life together but I'm truly not exaggerating when I say that when I went on my solo retreat and by the last day of the retreat and by the moment I came back I actually felt for the first time in like two years that I actually had my life together And this isn't just in terms of like the stuff that was already existing in my life. A lot of it is pertaining to my mental space, my mental clarity, my direction, and most importantly, having a plan to follow for me to move forward. And so basically all that happened and I had to go. And the funny part is I feel like the universe was just giving me an extra kick in the ass on why I had to go on this retreat and what I had to reflect on. Because literally, so... This is the long weekend, right? Got Good Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Easter Monday. So it was a long weekend, and I had booked myself a solo retreat for that weekend, rented an Airbnb space up in North Vancouver. I would spend two days there. And on the Thursday of that weekend, I had gone out with my friends. And this was a day where I went to, you know, Real Love at Celebs, and I ended up drinking way too much. At the pre, I probably drank, like... I don't know, someone told me like it was like probably 10 shots or something. And then after that, we went to a club and we drank more. What happened was I overextended myself. And even though I had a blast, I saw so many great people and it was like amazing company. I had a terrible, like a terrible headache. And I spent like the last hour of that just sitting on the toilet in the club, just feeling all gross and stuff. So that's one, me overextending myself and having the worst hangover ever because I ended up staying at my friend's place. And the next morning I woke up, my head was pounding. I felt nauseous. Second of all, I ended up missing an appointment the next day because of my hangover. And that's just not something that I felt good about at all because I thought to myself come on Meg you can do better than that like missing an appointment that's a disrespect of someone else's time that is not following through on what you promised and seriously you missed an appointment because of a hangover like that's just something that I will not accept myself as as anything acceptable acceptable for me to do right so that's number two and third of all while I was super drunk at the club I ended up like drunk texting um, the person that I was seeing and also like 
two of my friends just ugh, not good things right I just, just just like can't control myself about that but anyways like that all that's resolved like I talked to them and like everything was funny and we all like laughed it off and stuff right but like after all that happened like on the Friday which you know we had off because it was good Friday I was thinking of like the way that I spent my Thursday my hangover drinking the drunk text missing my appointment and I was realizing you know this is I think <laughs> the universe is kicking me in the ass and telling me literally Meg like this is the peak of you literally not having your shit together like I have stuff to work on I have other priorities and instead I decided to go out irresponsibly drink and do all these things and literally just make bad decisions right and so on that Friday ended up spending the day um, at the cafe with two of my friends who who really ground me so shout out to you you know exactly who you are and they were helping me recenter asking me questions and just helping me figure out like hey like why is my life so chaotic and what can I really think about on this solo retreat to get myself back to center right and even though they find amusement in my chaos like it's really funny like I always tell them my chaotic stories at the cafe and they're always like oh my gosh Meg not again this is so expected like your life is just crazy I wanted to retire from this life once and for all because as funny and amusing and fun it is sometimes to have these crazy stories it is also not sustainable and most of all I saw backwards progress in a lot of my goals my health for example I was becoming very bloated um, ever since I went on my San Fan Seattle trip I ate a lot I'm no kidding guys I gained 10 pounds from that and ever since then bad eating habits again becoming bloated drinking a lot of alcohol just overall not treating my body well and feeling physically ill second of all putting my podcast in the back burner feeling guilty about that knowing that it's something that's so good for me that fulfills me but not even prioritizing it instead just distracting myself by going out and going out and seeing friends things that like yes i can make the excuse that it's great to spend time with good people but you know it's everything in moderation and to a certain point it was just so much that it was eating into my other priorities right and third of all just just overall a lack of direction in my life like I think the big thing is I wasn't unhappy just to make that clear right I've been really really happy for like the majority of these past like two years um you know minus that whole fiasco in the start of 2021 um but <laughs> generally I'm really happy but just because I'm happy <laughs> doesn't mean that things aren't exactly working for me like sorry doesn't mean that things are working out the way that it should for me because Things were just not sustainable anymore. Constant cycles of burnout. Okay, I kind of lost my train of thought. But basically, that was the whole background as to why this solo retreat was much needed. And so how I did my solo retreat was I booked myself just an Airbnb up in North Vancouver, Deep Cove, this really nice spot. If you're from Vancouver or Canada, you may know. It's a beautiful little place surrounded by lakes, surrounded by like a little hike, nature, just a really calm relatively secluded little neighborhood up in North Van, even though it's just like an hour and a half away from home by like transit or something, which just first of all goes to show that going on a solo retreat, you don't have to fly across the country. You don't have to go across the island. You can literally just go somewhere secluded and that'll give you the space to clear up. And so I booked myself that space and I set these rules for myself. And if you want to go on your solo retreat, maybe you should jot these down too, right? So these are the rules I set for myself on my retreat. On my retreat, I am not going to have any contact with anybody 
over the phone except obviously my airbnb host so i deleted instagram i deleted messenger i deleted facebook i deleted any communication channel where anybody can possibly reach me and i disabled my notifications put myself on do not disturb and made it clear to you know people that care about me like my best friends my family that hey i'm going on a solo retreat i will be here let me share my location with you and just know that I will not be reachable until I come back on Sunday night. So that's basically what I did. And second rule was that I cannot consume any sort of media entertainment or distraction. This includes anything like the news, Facebook feed, LinkedIn feed, TikTok, literally anything that would influence my thoughts, that would distract me, that would bring me down any sort of rabbit hole. I did not allow myself to do any of that on the retreat. So that was rule number two. And rule number three is that I had to sit still and confront my thoughts because I think it's so easy for us nowadays in this very busy age and constantly having things stacked up on our schedule, like one after one and one after the another and all that to neglect our thoughts and just focus on, you know, what's in front of us like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to see this friend. Oh, I got to do that. And sometimes it can be very uncomfortable to actually confront our thoughts. But the whole purpose of the retreat is to give myself the space to actually sit still with my thoughts and truly, truly confront myself. So that was rule number three. And I guess rule number four is just very high level that this retreat is not meant for me to be indulgent, right? Like this is not a solo retreat for me to, you know, eat all the desserts I want, to binge Netflix, to just be a lazy pig and just let myself go for the weekend. No, this retreat is meant for a cleanse. Like it felt like a cleanse. It felt like a retreat where I, the purpose is to clean and reset my life. So that meant eating healthy on the retreat, getting enough sleep, just not consuming content that's not good for me, spending time with myself, walking in nature, and overall just treating myself well on this retreat, giving myself basically essentially a clean, very clean, renewed, clear blank space to work from for the rest of my life, right? Okay, maybe rest of my life is dramatic, but basically like I saw this retreat as a reset. So those are some of the rules I went by and having those rules in place really helped because otherwise every single day it's easy to get distracted by friends, messages, demands, emails. But on this retreat, no. And oh yeah, I forgot. Another big rule, I'm not allowed to touch any work. And this includes not just like career-related work, no opening my emails, no doing anything corporate job-related, no podcast work at all either. Also, no work for for myself in terms of like, oh, if I wanted to like make an appointment with the dentist, if I want to do that or that, no, 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 Meg. I have to leave all of that for after the retreat. So just reserving these few days solely for the purpose of being by myself and with my thoughts, meditating and journaling. So those are the rules I set for myself. So basically on Friday night was when I first disconnected. Even though Friday night I was still in Vancouver, I disconnected, I took time, I journaled a little bit. Saturday was a day that I embarked over to North Vancouver and started my retreat. And these two days were absolutely incredible and I would lie if I said it wasn't uncomfortable because again it is uncomfortable be alone to be alone with your own thoughts but what I did was I just spent time in nature I walked around deep cove all alone all I had was me in my backpack I had a couple of snacks I wasn't listening to music I was just walking around listening to the sound of nature people watching a little bit but most of all just allowing my thoughts 
to flow naturally. And I started to think, right? I started to actually have the space to think about my life and reflect on my life and truly how it's really going. So I did walks. I also just explored places that I hadn't before. I checked into my Airbnb. Luckily, I had the most incredible host. So literally, if anyone needs a recommendation for like a one night, one bedroom stay in, in Deep Cove, just hit me up. This host is amazing. Her name is Charmin. And it's an old couple that hosted me. And I had this antique room to myself. They have a beautiful bonsai garden. It's 10 minutes walk away from the cove. And it was just incredible. I also brought with me a candle, a book, my journal, and just that's it. <laughs> Literally, that's all I brought with me. So in the daytime, I would spend time in nature, walk around. And when nighttime came, I checked into the Airbnb, set things up for myself in my room. I lit my candle. Oh yeah, I brought my speakers. So I just played some soft, mellow, good vibes music to help get me into the zone. And I sat down on the bed and I just journaled. Candle lit, things smelled good. You know, everything was, was clean. I was alone. I was secluded. I felt a complete separation from my regular chaotic life and it was exactly the change I needed. And the next day, I actually embarked on the hike up to Quarry Rock. So this is like a little hike that that usually it's like, it's actually closed off, but you know, I saw people sneaking in and I was like, you know what, I'm going to sneak into and then I went, ended up like going off trail and like took a detour, but I still ended up on the rock. But anyways, I digress. I went on a little hike through nature. Also didn't listen to any music while I was going up. All I heard was the sound of nature. I just listened to the leaves rustling. I listened to the birds chirping. I listened to the sound of the water, the streams, the crunching of the ground beneath my feet. I know this sounds so poetic, but just, yeah, that's that's how I am sometimes. And it was early morning and I was basically the only person on the trail. And I think the hike up took me around an hour because I took a detour and I got to the top of the rock and I just sat there on the rock looking over overlooking North Vancouver and the cove and the water and the little islands in the distance and Belcara all the way across the water and it was just beautiful. I sat there with my snacks, just with my journal, looked into the distance and continued listen to my, listening to my thoughts and just thinking to myself about my life because by then I had already spent a night and I was already coming to clarity. And by this point, I was starting to think of conclusions. And no worries, guys. I'm going to share all my prompts and all my learnings very soon after I finish talking about what I did on this retreat. So I stayed up on that rock for, I think, hour and a half, two hours, journaling a little bit before I decided to get moving again. So I packed up my bags, hiked all the way back down. And this time, to end off my retreat, I went over to a cafe and just stayed there and journaled and basically wrapped up all my learnings from the past two days. Oh yeah, also a little highlight is that while I was strolling through Cove, I would like sit down on some benches by the water and stay there for a couple hours some days. And this one time this eagle, or not eagle, sorry, this seagull decided to keep me company because I was eating like some snacks, right? And it was like, you know what, feed me. So I fed it like two, two little crumbs. Maybe I shouldn't have done that because it stayed with me for another half an hour. And then it tried like biting my shoe. So it literally bit my shoe like five, five times before I got fed up. And I was like, you know what, screw you seagull. And I moved chairs. But anyways, that's basically what I did on my solo retreat. But the real juice is what I learned and the journaling prompts that helped me get there. So I'm just going to real quick just uh, pull up the prompts because... I ended up journaling this all into an entry. By the way, journaling recommendation, please use Journey. It's an app that syncs across your phone and uh, and your laptop and everything. 
Okay, here it is. So again, great time to take notes now if you want to keep track of what journaling prompts. These are the ones that I used and I didn't actually use it um, intentionally like have these set out when I went on my retreat. I actually realized that these were the prompts that guided me when I reflected on my retreat in hindsight because when I was on my retreat, I literally just let my thoughts run loose but I had intentionality, right? And that's key and the intention was to evaluate my life think about like what's working what's not working and come up with a reset plan that I can put in place by the time I get back so these are the journaling prompts and thought experiments that I used on my retreat so first of all and this one is the one that took the longest and I recommend everyone (laughs) think about this not just on a solo retreat but maybe like even weekly or monthly at the minimum is truly giving yourself an honest evaluation of your life and I mean like really 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 honest evaluation of your life in terms of career-wise relationships-wise physically emotionally financially spiritually intellectually right all of these areas of your life give yourself a long honest evaluation and I found this really interesting because I spent a huge chunk of this retreat thinking about my life and it almost felt really It felt really interesting because it almost felt like I had zoomed out and I was looking at myself from this third person perspective. You know, if you know, it's that feeling where you like you like get high on weed and like you kind of like have this out of body experience, except I wasn't on any drugs or anything, but it still felt almost like an out of body experience because I could see myself from this third eye third person perspective. And I was literally just speaking my thoughts out loud to myself and saying, all right, Meg, this is you. You turn 24. You're working this job. You are in this situation. These are your friends. This is what you spend your time doing. These are your priorities. This is how you've been feeling. And just realizing that, you know, this is me. See yourself from that perspective. And it's crazy because when you see yourself from that third person perspective, you catch so many blind spots that you don't notice when you're just living in the day to day. Right. So that's the first prompt that I dwelled on for a long time. And I highly recommend that when you're dwelling on this to actually journal it all down so that you can reflect back on it later. So the next thing is we're guided. Right. So what do I like about myself? What do I love about myself and how can I sustain those parts of my life? Because a big part of life is also holding on to the things that you're proud of. Right. Because we didn't know do nothing to get to where we are we all we all went through a lot of things to become the person that you are today and even if you're in a place where you have lower self-esteem where maybe you think there's more things you dislike about yourself than like I think it's so important to pull out the things that you like let alone you know not let alone but like but also that you love about yourself and really acknowledge that you know be proud of yourself for that take pride in that and make sure to sustain that So that's something that I also reflected on. What do I like about myself? What do I love about myself? And how can I sustain that for myself moving forward? And next, these ones are the harder prompts to go through. And I think it's it's really, really honest stuff, right? But I think it's all it's really worth doing. So it's what do I dislike about myself? What are my weaknesses? And if you want to go extreme, use the word like, what do I hate about myself? But I don't like the word hate because I think it's too strong of a word. So think about Things like, what have you been doing too much of? Where have you been letting yourself go? 
What have you been letting into your life that hasn't been serving you? What negative thought patterns have been recurring in your life? What habits have you been doing that are bad for you? What have you been essentially doing that has been holding you back from becoming the best version of you? So I kind of like to call this chunk the word, um, the phrase shadow work. That's what I like to call it because you're basically addressing parts of yourself that are negative that you have to fix. And I think that, you know, I, I really dislike toxic positivity as much as we can focus on the positive. It is just as important, if not even more important, to think about the negative parts of yourself and what hasn't been working in order to figure out what to change. So this part, really important to dwell on. And the next prompt is actually quite empowering. This part is why I asked myself, where do I visualize myself to be in a year? Where do I visualize myself to be in five years, 10 years, right? So really projecting into your future And the key here is letting your imagination run loose, not letting insecurities or self-doubt or anything hold you back. Just being truly honest with yourself and visualizing a version of you that you would love to be. Maybe not even in a year, maybe even like next week, maybe in a month, maybe in six months, right? And for me, this was the most empowering thing that I was meditating on. And I, I think I was meditating on this while I reached the top of that little hike. So I was at the peak of the hike and I was looking out into the distance and I was thinking of myself. And by this date, I'd already reevaluated my life and what I'd been doing. And it was time for me to visualize. And I thought to myself what I wanted to be. And guys, I'm going to tell you guys uh, my own reflections to all these prompts after I finish sharing all these prompts. The next prompt after visualization is focused on action. So what can I change in my life on the macro and the micro level to get me to where I need to be? And the key here is to really be specific. Because see, now you have two different identities of yourself that you've already thought about. One, let's call this group A, identity A, is the version of you that you are right now. It's you looking at yourself from a third person's perspective and seeing yourself as who you are right now. That is that is identity A. Identity B is the version of yourself that you have just spent time visualizing. So this version of you that you would be so proud to be. This ideal version of you that you know you would be so fulfilled, so happy, so healthy. You know, all these things if you were to become. So that's version B of you. So you have version A and you have version B. So the purpose of this prompt what can I change in my life to get to where you want to be is essentially the consolidation of version A to version B. Basically, how do you get from version A to version B? That's the power in this prompt. And it comes with specific steps, which brings me to the last prompt is how do I integrate these changes into my life in a way that's realistic, sustainable, and key is actionable right because after all this incredible reflection that you've gone through you feel like you understand yourself you know your strengths you know your weaknesses you know what you love about yourself you know what you want to let go in your life and you know who you want to be and you kind of know what you need to do in your life in order to get yourself to point b now it's about breaking those things down into specific and actionable things that you can start doing the moment that you get back to your regular life. So that last prompt holds basically the power 
to bring all these visualizations into fruition. So those are the prompts that I use and I highly recommend that not only if you've written it down or just, just thought about it, just remember all these prompts, right? And bring that not into, not just into like, if you wanna go on a solo retreat, think about all these prompts, but even if you do something simple as journaling, or meditation, or like a weekly reflection, a monthly reflection, a quarterly check-in on yourself, whatever it is that you want to do to evaluate your life and recenter yourself, I highly recommend all of these prompts because it gives you a very holistic, um, empowering, and most importantly, actionable way in order to bring about real change in your life. And so that's the power in these prompts. And now I will share what I personally learned from these prompts. Okay, so career-wise, I looked at myself and I realized, yes, I absolutely love my job. Okay, and and before I say all this, I'm going to say, again, I've been happy my, my, you know, for the whole year. Like, I've been really happy. First three months, I've been really happy. So when I was evaluating my life, most of the things that I realized were like, hey, Meg, this is you. This is what you've been doing. This is how you've been feeling. I've been happy with myself in many areas, career-wise, really, really happy. Relationships-wise, generally pretty happy. Physically, really proud of myself for my progress. Emotionally, really happy. Financially, yes, I've been mindful. Spiritually, yes, I'm in tune now. Intellectually, yes, I've been challenging myself. But for me, I think the key is realizing where exactly all this chaos from my life had come from. And I finally realized it. And I didn't realize it until I truly reflected. I had become a slave to all the things I'd created for myself. I'd basically become a slave to my chaos. And what does this mean? Basically, I'd created this career for myself that I love, created this podcast for myself that I love, all these friendships and relationships for myself that I love to keep up to, my family, you know, my physical well-being, all these things that I love. But the reason my life felt so chaotic and I felt like I was out of control is because I had been playing catch up with all of these things. It wasn't that I was able, like I wasn't able to even be proactive in these areas anymore because the things that I had created for myself were moving at a pace much faster than I could personally even keep up with. And that's when I realized that I had to really reevaluate how I was allocating my time and my energy, right? And so I gave myself an honest evaluation of that and I am just gonna real quickly pull up the journal entry where I came up with the actual plan okay so first of all just real quick quick evaluation career 10 out of 10 I love my job so much but I reminded myself that I gotta remember stagnation is not is not good right so even though I love my job so much and I'm doing my best at this job I still have to constantly consistently put in my best and continue thinking about like what is the next step for me so intentionally setting myself up for success not just in my career right now but also for where I'll be next year in five years in 10 years so really about that intentionality secondly relationships right I'm surrounded by some of the most incredible people I have ever met in my entire life I love these people in my life, but I also acknowledged in this reflection that I still struggle a little bit with people pleasing. And there are still some people that I let into my life a bit too much that end up draining my energy. So the key here is really being more affirmative and confident in saying no to things and people, importantly, that don't serve me in my life, right? And also acknowledging that relationships are constantly evolving as I evolve as well. Third of all, intellectually, and this really means, you know, 
how much am I challenging myself in terms of my learnings because I'm a big advocate for constant learning and I realize that yes, although I do sporadically listen to podcasts and consume content and read newsletters that are good for me, that I wasn't being exactly intentional enough with it. And I think the key, you guys already noticed probably, is that I've been lacking intentionality these past few months because I've been playing so much catch up. And I realized through reflecting intellectually that I can actually integrate um, more content in my life that is intellect that is intellectually serving me in the way that I need to in order to align with my goals, right? Physically, yes, I am really proud of myself for having so many fit hobbies, you know, snowboarding, rock climbing, hitting the gym once every so often, but was I really integrating this in my life in a way where it was, I guess, structured in order to reach my goals? Or was I just doing it because of FOMO, because my friends are doing it right? Like, yes, I was falling in love with fitness, but I wasn't exactly in in a space of fitness where it was fitness that I loved. It was it was the friends. It was the company. It was it was. Yes, I loved the fitness aspect of it, too. But was it in a way where I could track and measure my progress? I think that was the piece that I was missing. And knowing that I got specific goals to focus on, I could actually come back and be more intentional with my fitness. Emotionally, honestly, super, super happy. I think the one thing for that is just I've been procrastinating on my journaling and I just had to, you know, make sure I journal every day to stay grounded with my emotions. And finally, spiritually, this retreat was definitely a spiritual experience for me and I realized that I'd been out of tune spiritually until I went on this retreat so I think after this retreat my goal was to just have more space where I could simply meditate on these prompts and my life and and rebalance myself right and so let's see the next thing I did was visualize where I want to be and I have very very clear vision of where I want to be fitness wise I want to be in a place where fitness is not just a hobby but is a lifestyle for me. And it's not just something that I do because I wanna look good, but rather something that I do because I truly believe that it is good for my health and good for my body. And I know that it's a keystone habit to help me in every single area of my life. So just falling in love with fitness and having it as part of my lifestyle, something as easy to integrate as brushing my teeth. That's my goal for fitness and where I visualize myself to be. And another part of this ideal version of me is having ownership over my time because I realized, again, I'd been reactive. I'd been playing catch up. So I wasn't really even using my Google Calendar anymore. I was just saying yes to everything. And I constantly found myself running between point A to point B, one place to another place and constantly reacting (laughs) and never really knowing where I'm going to be at a specific point in time. And as a result of that, There were often times where, for example, I would be at a hangout, but then I wouldn't feel present at the hangout. I would feel guilty at the hangout because at the hangout, I would realize, oh my gosh, like I'm here hanging out and I'm having so much fun, but I know I had been putting off this piece of work for so long, but I'm here hanging out, I'm having fun, but I feel guilty. So it's this guilt associated with my time and just really not being intentional with how I was allocating, right? So I visualized myself to be in a place where I had total control and ownership over my time and whatever time I allocated for something that I could be fully present and do that relationships I visualize myself to continue surrounding myself by people that empower me that inspire me that are on, the, are on the same wavelength as me that can teach me that challenge me just as I can do for them and overall are just good for me and I'm a big proponent proponent of just following your intuition and reading energy so people that could bring like good energy into my life that's the type of people that I want to be be around um 
and you know career podcast podcast I envision myself actually really taking it seriously and I actually envision growth right and not just seeing it as something like oh I'll just do this when I feel like it but instead intentionally creating space for myself to feel inspired and create content to inspire people because when I sit down and record my episodes I feel so in my natural element and I realize I had been not giving myself this space for so long these past three months right finance I envision myself to be in a place where I am mindful of my spending confident with my spending and able to save up for my financial goals and there are some other big goals that I had that are definitely very specific to me some of them very specific being one getting my freaking driver's license okay like you can judge me I'm 24 I don't have my N yet because I failed my N and and but I have my test again in May so that's a big one is to finally get my driver's license another big one is getting an apartment yes I'm, I'm planning to actually buy my own property before the end of this year and there are just some little things pertaining to that goal that I've just been putting off maybe out of fear maybe out of just procrastination for no reason maybe just out of laziness right and I realized that if I have these goals why the heck am I self-sabotaging by purposely putting off the things that are going to move the needle forward by distracting myself with instant fun right so getting a property is also a big goal and also health is is overall always a good one so that pertains not just to fitness but also my diet sleep um you know healthy eating all of that stuff. So I don't know if any of that really made sense. Again, I don't follow a script when I get these episodes, so I hope that kind of makes sense. But I basically just visualized where I wanted myself to be in all these different areas of my life. And that was really empowering because the key is, I know for a fact that where I am right now, and this is speaking from when I was on that retreat, looking at myself from third person perspective, seeing myself as who I am with the opportunities I have, with the relationships I have, with the job that I have, with the body that I have, I acknowledge, first of all, that I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed to be in this position where I am right now. And I also realized that the ideal version of me completely is attainable. That version of me is attainable and it's it's within my power to attain that it's literally within my power to attain that nobody else is responsible for my life except me and i realized in that moment that if i don't act right now and take control and responsibility over my life and focus on these things that are going to move the needle forward that i was going to stay stagnant in the space of constant chaos and catch-up and i knew that i had the power to change that And I hope that's empowering for you too, because I know, listener, that whatever point in your life that you're in right now, that you are also able to get from your point A to your point B. The key is to not take anything for granted, right? So that was a really huge realization for me. So with all that empowerment in mind, I set out to make a very specific actionable plan actionable plan for myself and you can use smart goals you know if you went to solder you're probably rolling your eyes right now smart goals basically stands for specific measurable actionable um gosh what does r stand for oh reachable and t is timely okay maybe i butchered that but basically you want to make a plan that is very specific that is very okay i'm just gonna end up repeating that but basically you know Something that you can actually follow, right? Something that's, it's, okay, a good plan is something that is that is very measurable that you can actually follow. A bad plan is saying something like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. Because if you just say, oh, I'm going to eat healthy, what does that actually mean, right? A good plan, on the other hand, is saying, 
I am going to track my macros and I'm going to buy these specific grocery items and meal prep, right? That in contrast to saying I'm going to eat healthy, that's a huge difference. Another example of like a ineffective plan versus an effective plan. An ineffective plan is saying something like, oh, okay, so basically um, I want to become more social and I want to expand my network. So my plan is that I'm just going to meet more people, right? Okay, well, that's not a plan. Instead, a plan could be saying, I am going to reach out to two people every single week and go on coffee with someone new every single month. That is a plan, right? So the last step for me was really focusing in on a plan that would be realistic for me to follow my goals. So all of this, I also journaled, right? The key is like at the end of my retreat, I really sat down and I journaled down everything and made sure that everything would be um, actionable for me. So I asked myself, what can I do the moment (laughs) that I get back from my retreat to be proactive and move the needle forward in all these areas of my life to get myself from point A to point B within that one week, right? And I broke it down. So for fitness, for me, that meant following an exercise program and gymming consistently instead of passively just doing workouts and fitness whenever I quote unquote felt like it. And what I did here was I ended up time blocking specific chunks of time in my calendar for every single day that I needed to go to the gym for the gym, blocking that out literally for the gym, which meant if anyone wanted to hang out, if anyone wanted to do this or that, if if it cut into my gym time, I would say no, right? So that's what priority looks like, is putting that priority above something like hanging out, something like doing something else that doesn't serve my goals, right? When it becomes a priority, (laughs) it's a non-negotiable. So blocking that time out for my fitness. It also meant for me creating an actual exercise plan for myself because, you know, my company gym opened up. I knew that I had all the resources as well as the time and convenience at my disposable to at my disposal, sorry, to reach my fitness goals. And so I crafted a plan for myself to target specific areas of my body that I want to work on so that every day when I went to the gym, I was going in with intention instead of just going in and thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'll just work on this because I feel like it, right? So having a plan and sticking to it. So that's what I did for my fitness. Second of all was taking ownership over my time. And before what I do was, again, I wouldn't have ownership of my time. My days were just so spontaneous. And as much as I love spontaneity and it's so much fun, it also just hasn't served me. So for the first time in like probably two years, I actually started time blocking and taking my time seriously on Google Calendar again. This took so long to do, right? Like, oh my gosh, like before the pandemic, when I was so busy, doing like university and like internships and all that, my Google Calendar was beautiful. It was time blocked, it was color coded, it was everything. Ever since the pandemic struck, my Google Calendar has been an absolute mess. In other words, it's been either empty or there's just random chunks of stuff that literally make no sense and I don't follow it. So the moment I got back from my retreat, I started time blocking again. These are the blocks of time that I have for work. Only focus on work during these hours. This is the time of time block that I have every single day for gymming and exercise. This is time I have allocated to my podcast. This is time I have allocated to my morning routine. This is time I have allocated for journaling and everything else 
which falls beyond those top priorities can be slotted into time beyond those blocks, right? So time blocking really helped me prioritize and also color coding my blocks on work versus fitness versus podcast versus personal versus social versus family helps you give a really, really helpful visual of where your time is really going. Because if you see way too much of one color, maybe it's time for you to rebalance different parts of your life. And another part was relationships. So this part, it's, it's a bit more fluffy because you can't exactly quantify relationships, but it was more like a reminder to myself mentally to proactively evaluate how all my friendships and relationships are influencing different parts of my life and proactively and assertively adjusting their involvement in my life in order to you know create the association that's best for me. Right. And for me, this means surrounding myself by people who inspire me, who challenge me, who are the type of people that I want to become. Surrounding myself by good people, by driven people, by people that, you know, embody qualities that I want myself to embody, because that's how you become a better version of yourself. The power of association is so huge. And so I proactively brought that in for my relationships and another key part was also maintaining those relationships and friendships that I really care about so when I got back I made sure to send messages to friends and you know being present with my family just making sure that they know like hey I know I've been busy but I just want to let you know I care about you let's set up a time to catch up so that is a very actionable thing for my relationships in the career front I mentioned it briefly earlier but It's not about just continuing to take initiative in my current job, but it's also about being in full focus, right? So for this investment, going to the office most days because I know that I am in the ideal flow state when I'm at the office with my double monitor set up and I am able to fully focus on my work and be, you know, 10 times more productive than how I am at home. So being in full focus at work and also acknowledging something that I love about myself is my ability to take initiative at work and take creative initiative most of all. So just you know, giving myself a pat on the back for that and making sure that I continue bringing that best side of me to work and my career. And also just reflecting like, okay, I know what I love about my job. What is the next step in my career that'll ensure that I still continue doing something that I love? And for me, you know, I work in customer engagement. I know that I love customer facing. I love working with people. So any next step that would make sense, maybe something in either customer engagement or sales, you know, account executive or something like that. So just make sure that I'm, intentionally carving out my career path and networking the right people in order to set myself for success in a career that is good for me. So really intentionality over there. Next up for my podcast, it meant proactively actually blocking off time every single week to work on my podcast and also making a commitment to release at least one episode either every week or once every two weeks. Because come on, Meg, Yo, like I I just not been treating this passion project seriously and you guys literally saw how that's been and it's not been good. So now I block off every single Monday in order to focus on my podcast and make it a commitment. So instead of being reactive to my podcast, it's being proactive and even just simple things like coming up with content plans for the future, ideating ways to grow, even coming back and actually asking some of my listeners to leave me reviews on Spotify and Apple. These little moves movements that really really move the needle forward so that's what I did for my podcast financially it was being proactive with 
<laughs> actually be mindful of my spending instead of reactively spending the money first and then checking my credit card balance and freaking out about it now it was about knowing exactly how much money i have allocated to each thing like okay how much do i want to spend on food weekly how much do i want to spend on travels um every quarter how much do i want to spend on this versus that and just being mindful of that and also very little specific actionable things like figure out my company benefits how to leverage those company benefits how to submit expenses through there you know and also thinking farther ahead because i have obviously my goal of buying property before the end of this year so if i want to make that reality setting myself up for financial success and saving up enough money for me to be able to actually actualize that goal so those are the things in the finance realm and now about getting the apartment right the piece that I've just been procrastinating on for so long, which I don't know why I had been, is just a simple appointment with a mortgage advisor. Just understanding like, okay, how much, you know, based on my income, my salary, based on, you know, the state that I'm in, what is my budget? You know, what what budget range should I be looking at for, for shopping for my next apartment? Talking to people about it, all that stuff. That simple appointment with my mortgage advisor I knew I had to do that like three weeks ago and I hadn't made it even a single call within these three weeks because I've been so chaotic and distracted. And that's when I knew I had to get my life together. So the moment I got back from my retreat, I made sure to have that discussion. And now I'm in a place where I know exactly what my budget range is and I can confidently start looking. And I'm gonna start, you know, getting a real like a realtor to help me and just really kicking off this process of actually intentionally making this property goal come to life which is really exciting for me right and journaling and photos this part is mainly for my mental well-being and just for my overall life maintenance making it a promise to myself that every single night i cannot go to sleep until i spend just 10 minutes journaling just 10 minutes and come on meg there is no excuse why i can't allocate just 10 minutes a night to journaling and knowing that it would have an exponential improvement for my mental well-being and my emotional health so that's something that i integrated and also just photos because i love documenting good memory just continue taking photos meg just continue doing that and and, and just loving it you know and the last thing i have here in my journal um about my plan is my diet so just proactively following a healthy plan that i know fuels my body and for me personally and by the way this isn't nutrition advice because i know it's different for everyone for me i know that low carb works well for me so sticking to that and also intermittent fasting works well for me so sticking to that as well so those are the specific things that i basically got out of my reflection after evaluating my whole life and realizing what I need to work on, where I need to be, what I need to do to get there, and breaking that down into very specific and actionable items and habits that I was able to integrate into my life the moment that I got back from my retreat. And let me tell you guys, it has been basically exactly a week since my retreat as of me recording this, and I have had the best week of my life in terms of my financial health, my emotional health, my mental health, all these things. And I really just need to give a big shout out to a couple of my friends that really gave me the space to reflect more after my retreat because I had a few people that were just so curious about my retreat. Shout out to Andrew, shout out to 
to Katie, shout out to Jess, shout out to, you know, a few other people that asked me all these things I learned and asked me reflective questions because as I was spilling to them all these details, I realized how much I had really grown and changed as a person just from having this space to sit with my thoughts and truly rebalance myself. And I can confidently say that throughout this past week, I truly, truly actually feel that I have got my life together. I haven't missed gymming a single day. I have had ownership over my mornings every single day. I feel healthy and I've been fueling my body with good food every single day. I feel secure in my relationships every single day. I don't feel burnout. I don't feel that I've been overextending myself. I have been overachieving myself um, at work. I am on top of my podcast. Even recording this right now feels amazing. I have journaled every single day. And overall, I feel like every area of my life has been for lack of a better word, quote unquote, just together. Like I've literally just got everything together. And the best part is knowing that with all these habits compounding over time, they're going to definitely bring me to the point B version of myself that I visualized on this retreat, right? The version of me that I envisioned myself to to be, the ideal version of me. And I already feel like this week, I am living out the lifestyle of that ideal version of me. And that, my dears, if you are more spiritual, is called manifestation. And it really works, right? Because it's not just about visualizing and knowing what you got to do. The key is actually following through and doing it. And the best part is that the more I do these things, like for example, this whole week, I went gymming every single day. I went to spin class twice. Something as simple as exercise, which a version of me from like two years ago would have literally hated. Now it's something that I love, that I can't even go a single day without wanting to do because I know how good it is for me. And you know, when you start seeing progress in your life, like me seeing myself getting more toned, seeing myself, you know, feeling stronger, literally getting compliments from people saying, Meg, you literally look better. That's when you get more fuel into these positive habits and you enter this flywheel where everything's just positive and compounding and positive and it just keeps going and going and going. And I already see this happening in the exercise space for me. I see this happening for me in the journaling space because my mental well-being is so good because I have space to journal every day. I see this happening in my career because I'm so focused that, you know, I'm able to make an even bigger impact at my job. I see this for my podcast because I feel so fulfilled recording this. And my goodness, I cannot express how good it feels to know that I have such full ownership over my time that I have, because I have specific time blocked off for work, for my podcast, for exercise, that when I went out with any of my friends this week, I was fully fully present i didn't feel a single ounce of guilt being out with my friends because i knew that this is time that i had intentionally allocated to spend with my friend and i remember having this one night this week where i just lay down in bed i had you know had a great day i focused at work i did my journaling i went to the gym i saw great people i got everything done off my to-do list and i was lying in bed and thinking holy crap for the first time in such a long time I feel like I literally have like free time before I'm even able to fall asleep where I just have time for myself to just do whatever I want without guilt, right? Because I have nothing left that I have to do today. So I just thought to myself, now I have the space to, you know, like maybe like write a poem, like visualize, like try a new hobby, just do something new, just treat myself. And I realized that I hadn't had that space of freedom and this this blank canvas of time where where it's just purely guilt-free, just for myself, 
in so long. And that moment before I slept, like that little time where I just felt so at peace and just so serene and just so proud of myself was was a sure indication of the progress that I had made on this solo retreat. So this past week has been incredible. And I know that I'm going to keep this up because the, the progress man like i am addicted to this progress and and you can say that's unhealthy but honestly this is good progress like you are the best project you will ever work on right and all these areas are for betterment for my own life and i already see such amazing progress and so i am definitely going to keep these habits up and i'm confident that i'm able to because i've made my habits so specific that i know how to follow it to the t because you want to minimize resistance you want to minimize confusion you want to minimize question marks when you're going about changing your life you want to make it specific you want to make it actionable and when you see progress you enter this positive flywheel when you get compliments when you literally see yourself changing not just on like the physical level but also the emotional the mental the spiritual level that's when you you're really kickstarting this new new era of your life so my goodness it has been incredible and honestly before going to the solar retreat i had no idea that it would actually change this my life yeah but i can't english i had no idea that it would change my life this much honestly and i know that it, it literally almost sounds dramatic like me saying stuff like oh this solar retreat changed my life and i really feel like i have my life together but i am not exaggerating at all guys and i hope that you can truly hear the passion and the authenticity and all of those things in my voice because I say this all with truth with authenticity and I'm expressing this all to you guys because you know I care and I hope the same experience for you guys too if you guys find that you're relating more with the version of me before my solo retreat maybe this is a retreat that you can embark on if those journaling prompts resonate with you please take them with you add them to to your toolkit and ask yourself these questions maybe you don't need to go on a solo retreat to have these epiphanies maybe all you need is to sit down with your journal for like an hour maybe just go to a park maybe just talk to a friend bring these prompts with you and truly reflect maybe all you need is an honest self-confrontation maybe all you need is just a goal setting session maybe all you need is just a session where you sit down and you just be honest with yourself and just recenter your life because if things are not going well running away from it and avoiding it is never the answer and that's exactly what i've been doing for for the first three months you know things were chaotic and i found myself just constantly running away by adding like more chaos by going out with friends by by doing this and doing that and none of it were like none of these things were fixing the root issue none of these things were moving me more towards my goals right so all you guys need to know and the big thing that i want you guys to take away is that if you are in a place in your life where you are unsatisfied where you feel like it's messy where you feel like it's too chaotic you have to address that head on you cannot avoid it you cannot procrastinate on it you have to address it head on and for me that meant a solo retreat and creating this plan after a long reflection for you I don't know what that looks like. I think you can figure that out for yourself. So take what resonated from this episode and I hope that you can apply that to your life and bring some more clarity and direction into your life as well. So that's all for my reflection on this. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope that was helpful. 
I cannot believe how much passion I brought into this. I literally said that all in one go, unscripted. I'm actually pretty proud of myself for doing that. So, so yeah, that was really great. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys have any more questions about that, by the way, I did create a solo retreat highlight on my personal Instagram. So if you do want to see some visuals and what I actually did on my solo retreat, as well as you know, a screenshot, the prompts that I mentioned in this episode, check out the story highlight on my personal Instagram. It's at Meg Kwong, M-E-G-K-U-A-N-G. And if you want to stay in touch with the podcast, make sure to give us a follow on instagram at i'm in my 20s um you know i'm not gonna spell that out you know how to spell that out i'm in my 20s on instagram check out our website at meikwong.com forward slash podcast and if you enjoy this podcast please leave me a rating or review on apple and spotify and share it with a friend i would love for you guys to share the love i'm all about inspiring people and being able to you know help people out in any way shape or form and honestly a big reason why that i felt so inclined to record this episode in the first place is because after sharing about my solar retreat on my personal i think i got at least a dozen dms from random friends saying that it inspired them that this is what they needed that they're going to embark on a solo retreat themselves so you never know just how you can change somebody's life just by sharing something from your own life and so that's exactly why i also start this podcast in the first place right so yeah all that stuff anyways thank you guys so much for listening i love you guys so much i'm sending you guys so much love so much good energy through this podcast and i hope you guys have a lovely day and remember to take ownership over your day and have a great rest of your day bye guys